the beats, the flow, the rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Streets saying our podcast. Days off, me and my partner DJ Mark Three, man, he got no days off. Man, it is what it is. We always got to make money. We always making something, doing something, growing, getting better. Yeah. But man, we here. It's Three saying our podcast. It's your host Giddy Jicky with it. Uh, other host right now is handling some real serious, real serious business. Uh, Want to first shout out and give our condolences to brother Amir Locke down in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, Brother Johnny, if y'all don't know, if you check out his page, that is his actual blood cousin. So he is up there handling business with the family. Um, he is in the thick of it. I told y'all a long time ago, we don't just talk about this stuff. We really live it. We we about all of this. Um, so uh, send out prayers and condolences to him and his family. Right. Um, all the warriors, get down there and get locked in. Network with one another if you are headed that way or if you're out that way. Um, and then just at the end of the day, man, just tell the truth. You know what happens with the smear campaigns. Just tell the truth. You see the footage. You can see the whole footage. But, you know, we stand in solidarity. You know, it's Black Heritage Month. Always something happened in Black Heritage Month, you know. But we ain't going to speak on that one. That ain't this high. We hit a little bit. We might get on it next. Not next. If me and Johnny pop up, don't be surprised. Um, but, man. <laughs> We're going to get on with it. So today, well, first of all, young guy, what's up, man? What's up, young guy? Nothing, what's up? Man, turn up that mic tree. Hello? I don't even know if it's here. It should be. Check it. Wait, is it three? Yeah, it's three. Oh, oh yeah. yo. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> young guy in the building, Mr. International in the building. What's good? What's going on? Man, Mr. International ain't never been international, but we getting it's him. It's gonna there. happen. Name happen this year. Montreal. That's where. That's might be the first place we need to go. Go on and hit that little mural festival in June. That might be the immediate move. I'm with it. Yeah, but yeah, man, we here with the street saying our podcast. Y'all know what to do. You know where to find us. But today, I got a special special guest. This is the reason why I'm even sitting here. This is the reason why any of this is possible. Um, quick backstory. I remember when I first moved here eight years ago. This is probably about seven years ago, and I just got my first laptop. Uh, and I bought a little controller. I bought me a little Newmark Mix Mix Pro Two, little little bitty thing, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing with it. So I was like, I told this lady I was talking to, uh, who ended up being my wife. I was like, Yo, I'm trying to learn how to DJ. She was like, well, this guy I used to do the intern with, uh, he on at my job at the Bemis. So he doing a little a little workshop. I was like, all right, I'm going to show up. So I go and show up. Mind you, this is a workshop. This is a workshop for like little Mighty Mites. This is a little kid workshop. It was uh, Girls Inc. It was Girls Inc. Yeah. yeah, it was Girls Inc. It had one other little dude and my big black ass walking here <laughs> with my little mixed cast. And I'm like, all right, we're getting this workshop. I'm in this workshop. And he was like. You know, I introduced myself. He was like, oh, yeah, Joanna. He's like, yeah, she used to intern for me back at the radio station. I'm like, man, he's like, you know what? Since she helped give me this gig, give me this check, I'll let you take my class for free. I was like, bet. 
So we went through, I went through the whole, was it about six week course? It was six week, yeah. Six week course every day. He could tell if you ain't practicing at home, you'll know. Blindfold test, put the down uh, sheet over the laptop. Like you got to hear everything. It's about using your ears, using the feel of it. Running, racing, trying to find tracks, find tempos, and just going through that. And even to my first event, because the passes course, you had two options. You had to do your own event or you had to do uh, a set at his gig. And I'm smart. I'm not going to fuck up his gig. <laughs> <laughs> so I did my own event, man. That was the experiment. And, man, we've been rocking ever since, been an apprentice ever since. And if y'all know who I'm talking about, got the legendary – Oh, oh, about local that part. man, <laughs> Planet Soul. I wasn't even hearing we know about it, man. We got <laughs> DJ Mr. Soul in the house. What's happening, man? Blessed to be here, humble to be here, man. The streets and our podcast, man. Y'all doing a good thing, man. So I, I'm I'm happy I can get in the front. Like a lot of times, people come when it's already blown up. Mm-hmm. So when you can get in the front, that means you guess what? I can come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the maturation. Yeah, man. So yeah, I didn't know that story about you with the um. When you had just a little mix there control, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, man. That's, bro, I literally just bought my first laptop. I went to grad school with no laptop. Finished. Wow. Got here, finally had a, a real check, a job. Right. So let me get a laptop. <laughs> and I bought that. I just wanted, to, I, I always was in music. So right. let me figure this out. And she, it just divine. So right. I'm like, oh, I got a guy. What's up? Yeah. You was a good study, though. Like, you, um, I've, shh, I don't know how many people I've, you know, taught how to DJ, you know, on the basis of one-on-one DJing, but you were a really good study. Um, I can tell you practice, and then you practice what you were supposed to practice, and you would do a little bit more because you would come back and show me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, which is cool, man. It was a good look. And then I turn around, here you out here doing the gigs. Well, you know what I really do- think was dope What's is that? that you came into the market and you carved off your own niche. You didn't like run down nobody else's lane, not my lane, this lane, Real's lane, Bishop's lane, busy nobody's lane. Like you really carved out and you knew exactly who your demo people were mm-hmm. and you created that following for yourself, man. It was, it was real dope. Yeah, man. We still building that lane out because we can have that conversation how everybody's just crashing into one another. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. You need a yeah. DJ, just pick one. They can all do the same shit, but right, right, I try yeah. to do my own thing. But. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've had some, you know, cats coming up in the city, man. Um, their thing was to just diss me, um, to try to, you know, raise their flag. It didn't go well. <laughs> I think sometimes people forget the skill and forget that. You've been doing this a long time. Yeah, man. And and but the DJ culture is more of a family oriented thing. Like if you getting into competition and battling, even in that, mm-hmm. it's still family oriented. It's still we still gonna lift each other up. We're still gonna pat each other back. We're still gonna, you know, give each other, you know, good motivation, teach each other still. Cause then when you're DJing, if you're not learning, then stop DJing. Right. Like I don't I can I've learned stuff off of people that was trash. Because they did something that they didn't know what they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I know what they're trying to do. So let me go ahead and borrow that and put that into my thing, man. So, yeah, man. So this the culture of DJing is like, you know, ride or die, man. Yeah, speaking of the culture, like what kind of jumped you in the game? Like how would you get started and what was you, what were you using? Like what, what sparked yo, you? Yo, so I was with a crew. Uh, we were called the Young Rebels. And... um we started out breaking though, mm. right? And then um, as we was breaking, you know, you started getting music and vinyl. 
um, we started hearing scratching on the, and we didn't know what it was, right? Like, what is this sound? What, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And then eventually uh, TV comes, not TV came around, but they was able to show highlights of DJing on television and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we was like, yo, this is crazy. So we didn't have, it was myself and uh, DJ Real at the time were the only DJs in the crew. And then eventually Rip came and he was a DJ in the crew. So I rhymed and DJed. Rip rhymed and DJ. He primarily DJed more than rap. And then real, he just strictly DJed. Mm. Um, and so, of course, you know how your parents got the, the big old stuff in the house? Mm-hmm. So they had the big old record player with the big old knob. So we trying to use that big knob as the fader to, you know, to go on and off and scratching on the big giant rubber pad. And, you know, and then eventually uh, real's mom, um, I'm, of course, I'm passing over stuff because it'll be a long story. Mm. Uh, real's mom ended up getting him a Technique one, Technique 1200. Mm. Uh, it's Christmas or birthday. I can't remember which one. And it was just like, you know, in the movies when they open the box and it glows. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. It was like, yo, it's real because that's what we saw, you know, on television. I think the first battle DJ we saw, I think, may have been Qbert. And mm. Imagine seeing him for the first time. Right. <laughs> so we started out. If that's what you know, that's what you yeah. go with, right? So we started out as you know, um, battle DJs, right? Mm-hmm. Just cutting and scratching and tricks. Like we was standing on the, you know, the, cause at that time it was a bar. It was a really sturdy bar that Real's dad built where the turntables was set up. And so we got another turntable. Realistic used to be the mixer, right? Like you could throw a realistic off an airplane and it'll still work. Right. right? <laughs> so, and man, we were just like standing on the bar, you know, we scratching with our nutsack. We was doing all, cause we, all we knew was like, we got to battle. Right. And guess what? There was no other DJs in the city to battle anyway. So, but we would started throwing parties and, um, but when you don't know any better, and you are the first one to introduce something to someone. They don't know any better, right? So when we would DJ, it would be 75% of us cutting and scratching. Mm. And we would play a song here and there. And then the other one get on. He'd get on cutting and scratching just like we'd just be battling each other. Imagine that for four hours. Right. <laughs> but the house parties and the parties will be packed out because we're the first ones to really introduce it that way. Mm. Um, so I'll fast forward it. So we met DJ Stu. Have you heard DJ Stu? He used to be here a while ago. It's like my big bro now. Like when I first met him, I didn't like him. No, no, I don't know him. Anyway, man. so Stu, like, um, he's the infamous DJ Stu.net. Anyway, we um we were doing a house party. I want to say it was my man Creighton's crib. I know, I think it was Creighton's crib. I'm not sure. So we're doing a house party. We're doing our thing. He comes through the party himself, Detroit. And was Mac Daddy John with him? I think there might have been this dude, Mac Daddy John. I'm not sure. But I know it was him in Detroit. We knew immediately they weren't from Omaha because mm. he had on 40 Belows, puffy puffy coat, right? Uh, a raccoon fur hat. Oh, no. He had the silver stew chain. Like, he's straight out of a, you know, East Coast music video, right? So we looking at this dude, and he's sitting there with his arms crossed, like, you know what I mean? Like, mean mugging us or whatever while we DJ him. Mm. So eventually, Rip goes over there and starts talking to him. And uh, Rip comes over to us like, yo, he want a DJ. We like, Psh. nah, he ain't got, you know, he can't get on our stuff. Like, like he came through so arrogant, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if he had his own records, we would. And lo and behold, that strap that we saw across his chest was a bag of records. So he swings like we've never seen that before. Mm. Like he swings his bag of records across, and um, he has a whole set of vinyl in this bag. Mm. So we let him get on. 
Now, mind you, let me remind you, we cutting and scratching doing battle stuff, right? Yep. He gets on. Party rocking. So, well, it's already rocking in the sense of how we had it rocking, mm-hmm. right? So, but he gets on and he throws his first record and we're not seeing nothing, right? And we're not hearing no cut and we're not hearing no crashes, scratching. And then eventually, I say it to real or he says it to me like, is he playing a different song already? And we ain't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. We're no cutting, no scratching. So now we're, because we wasn't looking at him. We was like, man, forget this dude. So now we're paying attention to him. So we see that he goes from one record to the next record, seamless. Mm-hmm. Beats don't stop. Like, this is crazy, right? Mixing and blending. Yo, <laughs> never seen mixing before. <laughs> So, but he was arrogant, so we couldn't give it to him eventually. You know, man, get out of here, man. Boom, boom. But he had that thing. Yeah. Jumping. Party was going. <laughs> right? So, boom. Fast forwarded. Rip stayed in touch with him. And then called me like, yo, come through his apartment, man. He's want to holler at you real quick. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. So, I go over to his apartment. And as soon as I open the door, or he opens the door, I'm standing. He's like, look, you teach me how to scratch. I'll teach you how to mix. And... He's the reason why I lost a lot of my scratching ability. <laughs> because once I learned how to mix mm-hmm. and understanding that the stories that you can tell mixing mm-hmm. and learning the science to go from one song to the other song in tempo mm-hmm. and understanding just because it's in tempo doesn't mean it's going to marry to the next meet, uh, beat. So, yeah. So it was a whole lot of that studying that you had to go on. And, man, and, you know, so we taught him how to scratch. He taught us how to mix. But once I learned how to mix, it's like that's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I really stopped being a turntablist. Mm-hmm. You know, I still cut and scratch or whatever, but like, you know, a few back and forth. But other than that, I was like, no, no, no. I'm about to be the dopest mixer, you know, possible. And that's what I uh, how it happened. And then from there, um, you know, we was a crew and was doing parties and things like that. And, you know, things begin to progress from there. Yeah, man. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how, because we... And a lot of people like it's like the battle, but what's a real MC or not? Like people don't right. understand in DJing, it's like what constitutes as a DJ nowadays, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. Right? Is it the person that just puts a record on with a controller, hits the gunshots in the horn <laughs> when they don't know how to transition? Right? Or, yeah. No, nah, that's not a DJ. Right. That's just a person that's, that plays music. Plays music. You know, we can call them a curator, I guess. That's a playlister. That's. But if you're not um, jockeying disc, jockeying disc, I like that. From one to other, creating transitions, creating mixes, creating on-spot remixes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not like I, you don't have to cut and scratch because you got to think about a lot of um, uh, world DJs or EDM house DJs. You know, it's not really a cut and scratch genre, mm-hmm. but they can blend mm-hmm. the ass off. Do I think it's easier? Yes, because their tempos. Like you can stay in one twenty for four hours. Mm-hmm. You can stay at one twenty eight. You can, right you know, what I'm saying, you get up to drum and bass where you're talking one seventy and things like that. So, but ultimately, when you think about that genre of music, your ear has to be even more keen than hip hop mm-hmm. because <laughs> there's so many subgenres of house that people who are really of that genre of music. Will say, yo, bro, you can't go from Florida to Florida minimal. You know what I'm saying? Like they will be like they they have a problem with that. Mm. You can't, you know, go from you know a, a trap EDM to let's say a calypso. Like, mm-hmm. do I agree with that? No, 
I don't agree with that. Music is music. You know what I'm saying? If it sounds good and if you make it make sense, mm-hmm. then you can there's no there's no I'm Bruce Lee with this. There's no rules. <laughs> there's no boundaries right. in music to me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, if you just pushing buttons and, and doing that stuff like, no, we're not calling you a DJ. I call you a hustler because you, you know, able to get yourself booked and you getting paid not to do something. Right. It's that's rampant, but people don't like me talking about it and and why I, not? They you gotta preserve the culture for those that do though, bro. Like there's no such thing as not talking about that. Yeah. I I don't listen to them clearly. Oh, okay. All <laughs> clearly right. I don't listen. Right, right, right. Because we own it. I do yeah. what I do. You know, you you hear yeah. some of the tracks, you know what I'm on in general as far as DJing. Yeah. Like I'm not even the radio guy. I'm right. like, if you want a radio DJ, it's plenty. If right. If you want yeah. an underground just trap DJ, it's plenty. Mm-hmm. But tell them to come find the records I can play. Right. Yeah. I I got real I got real crates of music and I got digital crates. I go oh, yeah. digging. Yeah, my heart hurts every time I look at your records. I know. You gonna tell them that? You oh, tell them what happened? I mean, just a quick story is uh the house we grew up in, um, my dad, rest in peace, sold it to my older brother. My older brother eventually moved out of the house and it was just sitting there. And then I went to him, I'm like, yo, let me get the house from you. Let's do a land contract. He was like, cool, bet. So I'm going over there, cleaning the house up, doing my thing. And I had a storage unit with all, I probably had about 8,000 pieces, like crates for days, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, I don't have to pay for the storage unit anymore. Put them in the house. I put them in the house. So it's going slow with me getting it together, but a cash buyer hits my brother up. And my brother doesn't tell me that he sold the house to a cash buyer. And, and he says, oh, by the way, I sold the house. You got 30 days to get your stuff out of there. I was like, well, when did you sell it? About a month ago. <laughs> 30 days ago. I sold. So I'm, I had a tie hold. I'm burning over there, right? Blah. And um, it was in the back room. And if you go around the back, tie, I had a key. My key didn't work. That's when my heart sunk. So I go around to the back of the house, and if you jump up, you can see inside, it, and that's where all my vinyl. It was just a, it was just a wood floor like this. Mm. It was just all gone, bro. Like, like I, I will never get over it. So I'm hitting up pawn shops. I'm doing everything. I'm on social media. Like, yo, anybody seen it? Like, and to this day, man, somebody, you know, came up, and there were five techniques in there. So it wasn't just vinyl. I had five twelve hundred techniques in there. I had three um, drum machines in there. I had one sequencer in there. Uh, oh, and then um, I always save change mm-hmm. in the protein. Like after I get done, you know, using mm-hmm. a protein, a little little canister. Yeah, I had three of those full of coins. <laughs> so you know, what I'm saying that's a couple hundred dollars. Right. So I don't know if this if these people said, ah, this is junk to me. Which I don't care if you didn't know what this was. You knew it wasn't junk. Right. Like this was crated. You know what I'm saying? These are all in beat per minutes. Like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that still you hurts. The singles too. So just yeah, like goes. yeah, yeah, man. It was it hurts, man. So like like my man Rip, he has he has a phenomenal uh, record collection. Um, then a few years ago, I maybe more than longer than a few years ago, but for a while he started collecting um 45. So he has mm-hmm. a 45 collection. That's crazy. I think Rip probably has. I know for sure he has every popular breakbeat record of the original vinyl. That's of that, of that breakbeat. Um, so, matter of fact, I will try to get with him so he can get on, cause he's 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 a really good um, historian of hip hop. Um, he works with a lot of the um, legacy artists mm-hmm. as far as like management and booking and things like that. So, but his um, 
Yeah, his his record crate is is is, is crazy. My man, real his is crazy too. Yeah. And uh, are you familiar with uh, the guy Derek Higgins here? Why does that name sound familiar? He, uh, he's he's black male. He's the only or the first black punk rock band here, and he's won some awards called Rafe or Raf R A F. And he had a store. He had a show on Cartoon Network called Higgins Corner. Really? No, nah, I don't know nothing about that. That's From, dope. He stayed down the street. And he would just they would people would call in. You can go look it up now. Like it's still right. I think it still airs. And people would call in and describe, like, yo, I'm I'm finna take this road trip to Arizona. I'm trying to find something that's kind of cool that kind of mimics the scenery. And he will go on this wall. He got a full wall of Crazy. he knows exactly where everything is. He'll right. just pick a record and he will give you the actual history of how that band came together, how that record came together. Man, he that's the record, then they'll do like visuals to it. Right. We were at a birthday party watching Higgins Corner because <laughs> it was just like, we didn't know Derek did all this. And he just down the street. Wow. It's yeah, I definitely want to meet that guy then. Man, he, I think he's, right now, they say he has the largest like record collection in the state of Nebraska. Man, that's, that, that's yeah. so. wow. I, I, You know what? We we had to get him and Rip in the room and see who got the catalog. Yeah. And you know, you remember, uh, I never met him, but uh, Papa Gator. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. But I think his family was trying to sell the collection, like recently, like a couple years ago. So man. I can find somebody to man, find. If the that's family. still out there, man, I got a check for y'all. <laughs> so <laughs> you are fr- family of friends of Papa Gator's family, please. man. If you can't hit up Soul, hit me up. We gonna man, figure it out. Come on, man. DJ Mister No info at DJ Mister Soul dot com. Man, we not playing with that one. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's 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 crazy because a lot of people don't know. Like, it's not just DJing here. Like, you have a footprint in the city. Like, when I moved here eight years ago, people would still talk about, man, did you ever go Planet Soul? We go Planet Soul. <laughs> and it was like, nah, I wasn't here for Planet Soul. Like, man, that was yeah. the club. Like, what? Like, how did like how did you end up getting your own club? And- well, it was a partner situation. Um, but it started. At uh, a club that used to be on 72nd and Cass called the Parthenon. And previous to that was the Orange Weasel. So, but I came in there when it was the Parthenon, and it's a lot to the story, but I'll speed it up. I went there to help a friend of mine paint the basement. Mm. And my friend was like, let me go talk to the the owner and see what's happening. Mm. And so he went downstairs to talk to the owner. And while I was up there at the time, um, I think it was head of security and the club manager. My guy Ski, uh, you know, introduced himself to me. He was behind the bar. We was talking. He said, "You ever been here before?" And I had been in there a few weeks ago with this young lady um, named Trevian. She took me on a Wednesday night, but that you know, they did house music. You know, just regular ladies' night Wednesday. You know, white people. You know, fist pumping and stuff, whatever. So cool. Um, that was when I was in there. But that night, we're standing at the end of the bar, and there's people standing at the bar, and then. Um, there was this guy, I want to think his, I can't even think his name was Todd. So music is playing and I'm hearing the mix and I'm saying, man, whoever's in that booth has got to be the tightest DJ I've ever heard in my life, right? Like this guy's blends was immaculate. So I'm sitting there and uh, the bartender's saying, here's your drink. He's like, all right, cool, cool. I got to get to the booth. I'm like, yo, you, who's the DJ? He's like, me. I'm like, well, who's mixing? He's like, oh, that's the records I get from California. So he was playing pre-mixed because <laughs> it was vinyl then, right? So he's playing pre-mixed 
vinyl, you know, and at that time those vinyls would do like twenty five minutes, mm. right? So and they now and they don't even DJ those; they're put together, mm-hmm. you know, by track by track, right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They're blending that electronically. It's not no, a real DJ who put them together. So I was just, at that moment, and I'm like goes back to what we were saying earlier, like yeah, and he could DJ, but mm-hmm. that's what he was doing in there, and I'm like, yo, this is terrible. So about an hour or so go later, I go to the bathroom. He in there doing cocaine. So I'm just like, yo, this dude is trash, right? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like he just so uh I tell Ski about that and I was like, Yeah, your DJ is he was trash though. I was in here that night. He's like, Oh, you think you could do better than him? I was like, Yeah, I, I really do. You know what I'm saying? He's like, go right now then. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, go like in the booth now? He's like, yeah. I said, Well, turn it on. So we turn it on. Now, this is during the era of uh, record crates, mm-hmm. right? So during that time, a DJ is going to have his hot joint right, left, or directly behind him. Mm-hmm. So when I went up in the booth, they had a whole wall that they built a shelf they put records in. He had records down to his right in his left foot, and then he had one to his right, right on the DJ booth, and one right to the left. So I knew where his go-tos were. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let me just pull out of these crates. So I'm pulling out these crates. I'm mixing now. Shout out to my man Ski if he ever sees this. But at that time, he really didn't know what he was looking at. Mm. Right? So I'm mixing and doing all these things. So Ski says to me, can you do two of the same record? I was like, what? You, you, you know what I'm doing here, bro? Like, and he's, I was like, yeah. So I pull out two records. Then I start juggling the records. I, you know what I'm saying? And I'm doing house music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing pat stops and everything with house music. Mm-hmm. So he was like, all right, all right. So we get done, and then when we walk out, my man, who's my brother now, Mike, um, is the owner, he said, hey, what you doing on Thursday night? I was like, what you need me to do? He's like, come in, I want you to DJ. I'm like, all right, bet. I go on to Thursday, ghost town. No one's in there. Mm. He's like, I just wanted to hear you DJ for a few hours. Now, I DJed on that dude's Todd stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a hip-hop DJ. This dude does nothing but like pop music, dance music stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll try to speed this up. I don't want to take up too much time on it. Um, so I came back on a Wednesday night because Mike wanted to see me in front of a crowd and gave me 30 minutes. So needless to say, the Todd came and kicked me off about 15 minutes <laughs> because I knew during that time. So we're talking about uh, 96, 97, 98, mm. the number one music in the world right. is hip hop. right. West Coast was banging at the time. Snoop dropped. All that stuff was banging at the time, right? And so I started mixing mm-hmm. the hip-hop with the EDM, with the rock music, you know what I'm saying? Um, and the dance floor was going crazy. And then so he kicks me off. <laughs> I go to Mike. Mind you, I don't really know him at this time. I'm like, yo, you know, man, what's your problem, bro? You need to get your people in check, man. My man Ah, don't worry about it, man. He's moving out of town. Plus, I'm fired him, and you're my new DJ. I was like, I was like, nah, I can't do that, bro. He was like, why? I was like, I don't play this music. Like, I don't have it. Right. So he's like, come back tomorrow afternoon. So it was a Saturday. I come back tomorrow afternoon. He pulls out his checkbook. He's like, whatever you go get, go get, go it. get it. Right. <laughs> so me being me, I go down to Homer's. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, where's the house music at? Where's this all in the bar?" He shows me. I grab maybe four or five records of that. I go spend about four hundred dollars. Yeah, on straight hip hop and R&Bs, reggae's and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> go back. 
um, and uh, start DJing. And then uh, I come up the, the week after the next, and there was a big for sale sign. And I'm like, man, why are you hiring me if there's a for sale sign? It's like, guys, ah, you know, business not doing well. Me and my partners, I bought them out. We're just going to sell the business. And I was like, bro, give me a Friday. He's like, what? I said, just give me one Friday before you sell it. He's like, ah, I don't know. I'm saying, man, you need to get on this hip-hop and R&B. Like, ah, I kind of done that before. I don't think I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, now I don't think it's going to succeed. I was like, I'm just asking for one Friday. So, boom, speed it up. He gives me the Friday. About 75 people show up. And then he says, see, I told you. I said, there's 1,000% more people in here that was last Friday. Because you didn't have nobody in here Friday. It was just your bartenders mm-hmm. and you. Right? He's like, you got a point. He said, I'm going to Kansas City next weekend. Do your thing. And if, if it really doesn't go from there, man, I got I to gotta shut it down. He comes back Friday night. He can't get in his own club. <laughs> like, and if you know anything about 72nd, mm-hmm. it, like Cath, Dodge, oh, yeah. the, the Omaha Playhouse is behind there. Mm-hmm. The Crossroads Mall. Imagine, like, we got OPD, uh, Omaha Police Department. Um, trying to get the traffic together. That's crazy. So upstairs holds about 400 and something people and downstairs held about another 300. Mm-hmm. So imagine. You already know it's over capacity too. You over capacity. So you're talking pro- close to, probably close to a, a stack. Oh, not, yeah, a easy. A stack. Right. <laughs> and so when he saw that, like he saw that, but I mean, he's a business owner. Let's yeah. see what you, my guy, you know, I love you, Mike, but you know what you saw. Yeah. He saw them dollars like, yeah. this dude did this. <laughs> and at the time, you just got a passion to DJ, mm-hmm. right? So at that time, I was only accepting 50. He only gave me, was giving me $50. Crazy. While I'm watching this door, you know, later on, because I'm not paying attention to it at the time, yeah. man. My thing is, I was only concentrating on, unfortunately, as you grow and get wiser, I limited it, my mindset to say, mm-hmm. I want to be the biggest name, the hottest DJ in Omaha, when I should have mm-hmm. said, at least I should have said Midwest. Yeah. Right? But I said Omaha, which was stupid. At, you know, now, thinking back, it was just a dumb thing to do. Yeah. Um, but so, but I, that was my thing. It didn't matter what he was paying me. I, that was my goal. And um, so I started doing that, and the club was successful. So I had to DJ Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm. And then Friday and Saturdays, he, add, he added um, after hours. So I'm only getting paid $50 a night. And then on the after hours night, I was only getting 90 <laughs> Now imagine doing that for three years straight. That's insane. Right, yeah. Putting putting anywhere on a slow night. Oh, my God. Probably 300 people Easy. to a stack. Easy. Every night. Easy. And not even, it's not even just the money up front. It's like you literally increased his business, kept it afloat. I couldn't imagine what that check would be now if you did that oh for my a company. Oh my stop it! Like you, I'm really? I'm share yeah. owner. We're owners. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's when you want to get to. That's when you fast forward past the Parthenon. Then me and my shout out. You'll hear me say DJ Mark Three. That's my bro, the Marcos. Mm. That's when we're down to San Antonio for. Mm. Um, he was in the Air Force. Was bartending, bartending at the, when we switched it to the Millennium, and started it all over again. And then me and him, we just hit it off. We're like. You know, the same synergy, same mindset. Like, we do our own thing, boom, boom. So we end up opening a bar together mm. on 36 in Harrison, which is the Bellevue borderline. Mm. And, yeah, the racism came at us right. immediately, bro. <laughs> like six months they had us out of there. Dang. But we were successful every, yeah. you know, while we was there. So we come back um, to get to the planet. So Mike hits me up like, yo, I'm bored. It's the middle of the summer. I was like, yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> 
but I'm always DJing. Like, I'm always, you know, gigging. He's like, man, find a spot. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, bet. So the building that we found downtown mm -hmm. um, was planted. So we called him up and said, yo, come check this joint out. I said, they got a bar on this side. We got this middle part, and we're going to call this part down here is the dance floor. He liked it. We had to do about $30,000, $40,000 worth of uh, renovation and stuff. Um, so in that time, like, me and Mike are like brothers. So on the official, I never was on paperwork, mm. but my monies was still partnered money, you know what I'm saying, of what we agreed mm -hmm. on that um, to keep it all the way, you know, authentic. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I was making so much money at Planet so it was out of control. And the worst thing about that, though, like, I didn't stop again and say, all right, you have all this cash. And, yeah, you have a savings. But what? how do you make this work for yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you put this to the side? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I guess you can look at it like the dope man. Ah, I'll get it back next weekend. First and the 15th, I'm going to get it back. Right. So, But every weekend, I could get it back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, so when Planet Soul happened, I didn't name that. Mike did. Mm. And so he tells me to come down to the club before we open. And he's like, yo, check it out. And I'm just looking around like, what are we talking about, bro? What are we looking at? He said, look up. So I look up. And I was like, yo, you got to take that off, bro. You didn't want the name? No, man. I didn't want that. Because stuck stuck in that small mind and how people don't like success. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes your own relatives don't even like your success. Right. And so... I'm looking at it like, yo, they, they ain't even going to mess with me because my name is on it. But lo and behold, I mean, I think majority of people didn't even realize it was, it was name. named after me. It was just Though like, it had the two L's and all of that, yeah. they <laughs> thought it was just, yo, this is a black club. And they called it Planet Soul. Mm -hmm. It just meant soul as black, like, mm -hmm. you know, the music or whatever. So that was a really good run. That was a very iconic club uh Matter of fact, just when I was back DJing at Dina's here, just this mm -hmm. past New Year's, yeah. dude rolls up on me and says, yo, we seen you on the fly. We had to come here. I'm like, man, no one's out. Because, you know, New Year's, this New Year's, no one was out. Right. But he was out with a party of his friends. And he was like, look, man, you see that woman over there? I'm like, yeah. He said, that's my wife. I was like, congratulations, bro. Like, nine, no, 14 years, my wife, 19 years we've, you know, since we met, we've been together. Mm. He said, because because of you. I'm like, what, what you talking about? <laughs> I met her at Planet Soul. I'm like, what? He was like, told me the whole story, told me what I was saying on the microphone at the time, <laughs> like all of that, right? Oh, he was he that he knew that she was the one. He remembered yo, everything about the day. Yeah, because he's like, yo, she drove me back to Lincoln in a Mercedes. And then that day I cut off all my girls and I married her four years later. <laughs> so shouts out to my man. I think his name is what he said, his name was Book or Nook or something like that. Man, that's... so shouts out to him, man. But the Planet Soul, um, it was very iconic in the city. And shout out to MP, shout out to Ski, um, Adam. Um, a lot of people worked at that spot, man. Shout out to all my guys. I brought in stools, brought in busy. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. It was stories. I remember we had a thing in the paper after we closed about 11 in the classified where all women were describing dudes who got them pregnant. And we met at Planet Soul. But here's the messed up part about that description. They all had the same description. Oh, and the description was of me. <laughs> it wasn't me. But it was like tall, bald head, black dude. Oh, Lord. So the dudes was jockeying your look, too. And <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that. But I'm just saying, I mean, how hard is it to do that? But yeah, man, it was it was iconic. Um, I think at Planet Soul, 
the one that if pe- the people who were there that became shocked is MP runs up on me. He's like, yo, Prince about to walk in here. I'm like, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, Prince is coming. Now, I'm thinking about Planet Soul. It was strictly, it was really a great place. And we didn't discriminate Bloods, Crips, South Family. Like, they was all in there, right? Mm-hmm. Did they tear it up? Yeah. But they coming back next week. It was just what it, it was what it was. So I said that to say this. Imagine some of the most hardcore dudes you know it's being fanboy. hypnotized, <laughs> turned into fanboys. <laughs> Prince, Prince, bad. little light skin butt walk up. He just stood on the stage. I was so stuck. I, I, I just stopped the music. Like I'm supposed to keep playing music, right? It's a yeah. party. I'm just looking at this dude like, like, and it's real. When people say you see him, mm-hmm. like you get different. Like <laughs> you start tapping yourself for your manhood. Like. Right. Yo, why am I staring at this dude like this? Like, and he stood there. It seemed like for years, man. But maybe it was I don't know three or four minutes. Yeah, and floated away. No, he did not walk. Oh, he just glided and just a he cloud. floated away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So that was amazing, man. One of the best performances there was the Ying Tang, Ying Yang Twins, mm. and they DJ DJ I, Scientist. Okay. Ever, oh my God! Shout the scientists if you see this. My man, he said, yo, come here. I'm standing like off to the side because he's on my turntables. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I'm not that heavy, but I'm going to need you to pick my feet up when I ask you to. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. So he's tearing this thing down. Like he's doing a routine that's out of control. Mm-hmm. So he's like, go ahead. So I go to pick him up like stiff leg. Mm-hmm. So as I'm picking him up, he's like, keep going. This dude is going back and forth, back and forth, hitting mm-hmm. him with his mouth. I'm like, and then here's the thing. Since I'm concentrating on picking him up, I'm not realizing what he's scratching. Mm, pick him up, scratching? pick it up. Oh, oh, pick man. Pick it up, pick it up. He put it in the routine. Come on, That's man. Crazy. Come on, man. <laughs> Shout out to scientists, man. I'll never forget that. Like, that was crazy. Um, and we were one of the first clubs to help Lil Flip. Mm-hmm. This is when he still had the little lepre- leprechaun hat on, the green and stuff. Shout out he to came Phil, through man. him. That yeah, was, yeah. That was a guy down in Texas, boy. Right, yeah, yeah. My man manages him now. My man Derek McKinney with Loud Music manages Lil Flip now and Zero, for that matter. Okay, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, man, that was the Planet Soul was crazy. But that's how that went in. And, um, you know, I just dropped some pictures from Planet Soul not too long ago. Mm. And it, it it set the it set that thing on fire because people could see themselves in those pictures. Like it was a lot of conversation. Oh man, that's that good nostalgia. I like I ain't that old, but it's, it seemed like forever ago. Even just being in school, and when I repost some stuff that's still on Facebook, just from that era, they be like, "Bro, we was on some wild. Like, who, yeah, why man. was we taking these pictures? We incriminating right. ourselves. <laughs> like it was some wild mess going on. But man. it was." Yeah, a lovely time. Just to even have the parties back, man. Like, right. like that's something I know we're missing, and, and we try our best. Some of us are really trying to bring partying back. Right. Yeah. And I say, what? Like, what is the deterrent? Why aren't people partying? It's part distraction. People are distracting themselves with other things like social media. Right, while yeah. they're out trying to show people they out and right. having fun. Yeah. Instead of having having fun. fun. Right. Yeah. But then I also tell people, y'all don't remember there was a big shift in music um, from about two thousand eight. Well, that's mm-hmm. when the trap era came, right. and that became the club music. And what people don't understand, like, well, well, how did that mess it up? I'm like, well, your tempo dropped. Oh man, it's not a tempo. Like most right. trap music is around seventy. Right, they double timed it downwards. Yeah. 
So it's it's it kind of took that vibe out that making people want. It was to just dance. being crunk, as they say. Yeah. You turned up, dope boy music, gang bang music, and you bouncing like yeah. it was crazy. And, but not being in the city that like, if you're not in the city that has its own original sound to that, like Memphis. So if you go to Memphis and they was playing it. You see everybody start G walking, right? Yeah, the whole club, boom, right, going around. So it's a it's an energy that start floating. It's not bad. It's just like, but when you're not in that city, like I grew up close to Louisiana, right. So Louisiana bounce music started mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, you know, I was playing it uh, for my daughter the other day, playing rolling like an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And just everybody, I remember being out and everybody in the club started jigging right. around the club doing the jigger dance and. Back when twerking wasn't even restricted to just like girls, it was like right. a different era down there. It was yeah. a different thing. So it, I, know, I tell people all the time, the DJ is responsible for all of that. Like, yeah, absolutely. We we are the ones that can curate that space. And it's a hard mm. internal battle with, oh, yeah. uh, do I play just what's popular on the radio? Mm-hmm. Or do I actually do my own thing? And if I feel like doing a party, what records can I spend to get people moving and grooving? Right. Well, that really comes down to, you know, if you're doing, especially if you're just, if you're doing a themed party, then you understand what your demographic of people mm-hmm. that you are uh, trying to get there. And then if you understand that demographic of people, you're going to know what music mm-hmm. moves them and what they like and what storylines you're going to have to tell. Because I think a lot of DJs just, you know, they will just DJ and not have any type of uh, outline or prerequisite in their head of what story am I going to tell tonight? How many stories am I going to tell tonight? Mm-hmm. And who's going to, you know, be my P1? Who's going to be the one I'm targeting? Mm-hmm. And for any DJ out there, if you're a new DJ, I'm going to tell you, don't look at dudes. <laughs> Please don't. It's not about look not looking at dudes like on that thing. I'm saying dudes don't start parties. Women start parties. And you don't need to look at every single woman. There's always a woman or a group of women who came in there specifically to get have a good time. Yep. And so what you need to do is you need to pay attention to them as you are dropping music. And their energy, their reaction will tell you where to be. Mm-hmm. And then once you get them, getting the rest of the club is going to be, you know, it should be easy if you stay in there. But I know, you know, DJs they don't pay attention. They don't understand and they'll just do weird stuff. They, Man, I've seen them cut some of the crazy... I've seen them play a straight twerk song and go straight to back in blood. I'm like, I'm I'm like, what? Wow. Like what just happened? And then wow. don't even mix it don't even and just just drop. I'm like, ooh. Right. See, that's a DJ that's thinking these songs are quote hit songs or or this is what me and my guys ride around and look to, or chicks may say, Oh, I love that song. They may, but not at that moment. Right. Like I've been DJing so long to sit here and say I ain't never made a mistake is just a lie. Every DJ's made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I've cleared the dance floor before mm-hmm. thinking something's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Not like that. Yeah. Just the wrong song. Like I know where I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, I think this is gonna be a high right now. Mm-hmm. And it just it just wasn't. And like back in the day, my worst one is 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 haunting me to this day. It was this place called Fines on 16th Street. Mm. And it used it's Fines Theater and it used to be open. And my crew was DJing and Real just got off. It wasn't a lot of people in there, but people was trying to trickle in. <laughs> and it was my time to get on. I'm going. I had them. And man, something in my head said, yo, you should play Crisscross, Mr. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> I need another part of me to say, no, don't ever do that. <laughs> but I played it. 
literally, the people who were walking in walked out, turned around and walked right back out. That's crazy. Like so, like I'm honest about my DJ career. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie and say it's like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I did that. It was crazy, and just like you know, my man Real, we were at this place off of um, Ames. It's now a daycare, I think it is, and it was called the Citadel. Mm. And we was throwing a now. This is like tight fit, mm. and he shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. He had it where it was packed. Like it wasn't like mine. It was like a few people was there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Nah. We deep. And he came off of doing a, a juggle routine. Then I think, yeah, this one we had the little four-second sample on the mixer. Mm. And he caught the boom. Boom, boom, cap, boom. And he was scratching over that, right? Oh my God, he had this thing turned. Mm. So now it's time for you to get to that next record. That next record gotta go. Mm-hmm. He played Raising Hell by Run DMC. <laughs> we just seen the back door open. <laughs> <laughs> People started fouling out the back door, man. Oh, yeah. So everybody has it. And like DJ Real is like, you know, out of our crew, he's the best, you know, technical DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and with me, my name was built in the city because one, I worked hard and I hustled and I, I, I Somehow I knew about branding before I knew I was branding and marketing, right? And doing promotions. So there are DJs right now in this city that are technically scratching me under the table. Right. But I don't think there's any DJ here when it comes to really getting to that all around mm-hmm. and marketing and partying and understanding how to get the people. I'll put myself up against anybody. I don't right. on this planet I will. Yep. I've been on the stage with some of the biggest and the best DJs yep. because I understand people. Yeah. Where they at? How to go get them and how to keep them entertained? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a it's it's not simple. And I think people think it's easy. And you see the people again when you call them hustlers and maybe maybe curators. <laughs> yeah. They get so discouraged. I'm like, this is a long game, buddy. This ain't this ain't a simple game. You can't just go to these digital crate sites and just download the top hundred and then yeah. just throw them on and, right. and and like it don't work like that. Like and the mm-hmm. crazy part is some of people are getting away with it. In, in some of these crowds where there ain't no pushback. Well, there ain't no pushback, but you got to also, I don't mean to cut you off. You got to understand, if, there's always somebody, it's their first time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you young kings, how, how old are y'all kings? 18. 18, all right. 18. They ain't even really touched it yet, right? Yep. So, their first time going into where well, they can't go into a club now because they don't exist. Yep. So, if they go into a lounge or something like that, a bar, and they get their first experience that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So if it's a DJ that's up there and people look like they're having a good time, though he's doing train wrecks and the yeah. tempos all over the place, like, oh, okay, this is what this is what it's supposed to be. But I've been on those sets before mm-hmm. where that DJ feel like, you know, they the man or the woman, right? Mm-hmm. And Get up the there. people can fool them to think that they really hot. And the people will say, yo, that DJ's crazy because they do, they have learned their crowd. Mm-hmm. They have learned, like, these are the songs that work with this crowd. Mm-hmm. And then you get, you know, E up there. You get me up there, Real or a Busy or a Blackout or somehow a Scotty Pimpin or a Derek or a Mario. You know, I can go on down a list of different uh, names. Ivan Alvarez. Yeah. Oh, man. Ivan, Ivan get busy. <laughs> right. So um, you get those type of DJs up there, not only on the skill set, then it sounds and feels totally different mm-hmm. when you go all the way back mm-hmm. to when Stu came into our house party. Yeah. Right? 
And be like, what is that? I thought, is I, that? I, thought I, I was th- rocking. What? What exactly? Oh, we and you, and if you are technically sound, you can take that other DJ's whole playlist and play it again mm-hmm. and still rock out because you're going to deliver it. You're going to represent it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's it's insane. The science behind it. The the And you had touched on something earlier about being a, a student. And you have to stay as a student. And yeah, absolutely. It's about constantly seeing what's evolving as far as the music but it's also about how do i sharpen my skills the technology boom over the last three years with DJ <laughs> is insane right is it's, out of control it's insane like i got my setup i'm right now i'm all reloop shout out reloop reloop <laughs> but uh it's it's insane they do need to cut a check huh man so something send yeah. us some backup <laughs> something we out here. I'll be putting y'all on. Y'all, I shout to y'all when I'm, you know, you right. get a hashtag in there. <laughs> but, you know, it's it is it, it's really dope to watch. Like, I love still going to concerts, shows. I've been to, I went to a show one time and I was I was working at a venue at the Slowdown and they had the manager. Mm-hmm. But the manager was like also the opening DJ. So really? He was the tour manager and the DJ. He rolled his little tape out there. And you can tell from as soon as they start, you're, I'm like, oh shit. And he got it. got it. From moment one, he was an open format DJ, but he snatched mm-hmm. everybody in the crowd. You know, opening, mm-hmm. nobody paying attention to nothing. Right. Everybody came from the bar and ran down to the dance floor. Right. That's dope. Shout out to that DJ, man. I'm a, I got, I started following him. I'm going to find his name, but it was like, okay. Just because right. he knew what to do. He's like, I know what crowd this is. I got these rexes. I got these mixes. Mm-hmm. I got these acapellas with these uh, instrumentals. I'm getting, and he started getting right, busy. Yeah. And he, he was only up there for about 10 minutes. And right. he, he knew he had, that's what he had. He had to catch him in 10 minutes. That's to tough. Preparing for the actual, his artist that don't tour. He the tour manager too. So he like, right. needs y'all up here for my real right, opener. Yeah. So it's it's just dope seeing that and just seeing that scene. Um, but what, what's some of the things when you talk about even learning new skills, what's some of the stuff you, you've been doing to stay sharp? Because I've seen some of the things. What's some let the people know, like, what um, you've been working on, what you've been doing? Well, i actually been getting back into a little bit more turntablism, not for competition or anything like that, um, because now we are in the virtual world of DJing as well. So, jumped on Twitch. I've been doing some raid trains with my man, DJ Big Al. Shouts out to Big Al, because he was part of Planet Soul 2. Mm. He was the one who created the most fights out of all the DJs. Oh, man. Because, you know. He was to throw your hood up, man. Yeah. <laughs> One million percent. That is Big Al. Um, so, which is why his Tuesday thing is called Ratchet Tuesdays. Yeah. So, but anyway. Um, so, it's uh, what I love about, you know, the internet is you can see DJs from around the world. Mm-hmm. And you can learn and see different things. And myself, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get back into, you know, a little bit more juggling, you know. Learning some more scratch patterns, learning some more scratch styles because they keep evolving. You know what I'm saying? But I only really need the basics. One thing about it is, I understand who I am as a DJ. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I try to master my area. Yep. In order for you to want to, let's say, like a Scratch Bastard or a Jazzy Jeff or somebody like that, or a Revolution, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, um, or a Shortcut. Yeah. These guys, you got to understand, like, they spent a lifetime learning how to do competition mm-hmm. DJing, right? Yep. Then they, then they said, oh, okay, when I go to a club, all my skill set is going to be in the intro, a couple of spots that I pick, 
and an outro. Yep, the they know they got a party. Mm-hmm. So they put the mixing in the game and they keep their skill set. But one thing about it is that skill for them is in the front, be it the turntable is in the, the absolute, you know, beautiful scratching and things that they do. Mm-hmm. So they have that great advantage to take the turntablism and put it in the mixing. Because let's keep it funky. It's way easier than it is to mix Oh yeah. Then it is the juggle, cut, and scratch. Like, oh, yeah. let's keep it funky, Especially right? Keeping them clean, like, like yeah. Like, I still to this day on my dominant hand, I suck at chirping. <laughs> if I'm on my weak hand, it's it's I can get a chirp, but I'm right. stab. I can't I can't crab worth a damn. Transform, <laughs> I got you though. We I'm <laughs> transforming the hell out. Of right. Space. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's just those different things, man. And what I do is I really, really do the basics, like. All right, like, so you say the crab, right? So, you, you know, um, Qbert and another DJ was overseas seeing a guy. He was just popping it with two fingers, right? Mm-hmm. He was just popping the fader, holding his thumb against two fingers. Mm-hmm. I forgot how they said they got it to the crab, but you know how your yeah, fingers look like a yeah. crab, right? Yep. And they kind of just nicknamed it that. Mm-hmm. You know, and they was doing two, like, well, let's do three. Because now you'll see some people just do two fingers, three mm-hmm. fingers. Some people do all four all fingers. Four. Yep. You know, so that's a very, very hard technique to do. You're not just going to jump on no no mixer and start crabbing. Mm-hmm. So going back to the basic. So don't have no music on and you sit there and you want to try to get hear that crack, 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 crack. So you got to sit there and do it mm-hmm. and do it. It's wax on, wax off. Like it's the most boring thing, but you have to do it yep. to get to those skill sets. So that's what I do, man. Anything I want to learn and be, I say, all right, let me just go ahead and um, wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. put it on the schedule, you know, get down and, and you know, make it funky. Yeah. Are you uh are you looking into any there I've seen a lot of the companies starting doing the competitions and mm-hmm. not like a scratching competition, but they have different challenges. Oh yeah, absolutely. So like Reloop, I think does not Reloop, uh Phase mm-hmm. has a good challenge they was they were doing like every week they had a different challenge from Yeah, I missed that. I didn't um, know that. They had a second round this year, so they, they're into challenges and they had some of the bigger DJs mm-hmm. uh, kind of be the promoters of those challenges. So a different DJ, right, yeah. like Jazzy Jeff had a challenge for right. this. This week's challenge is this. Yeah. This week's challenge is this. So Got you. I'm going to have to check that out. Would I get into challenges? Absolutely, I would. Uh, the one I just felt like it was the um, when Triller did the million dollar contract. I just seen that. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't. I think they announced who won this year, right? Or whoever it was, I think. Who all the DJs again? It I just kind of had an inside track. Mm. Yeah, no, they already knew who they who the DJ was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? A million dollars, come on, man. Yeah, that there's you're no not way. tossing that to just somebody who won a contest online. Right. You got to make sure that person's going to be available for what you need them for for a million dollars. If it is a million dollars, I'm pretty sure it maybe was a million dollars over time or something like that. You know, you're not just going to drop that bag on somebody. I think, think they, they're I gonna think, keep showing up. I think it's just they're doing one now because I saw a uh, shout out DJ Puffy. That might be the yeah, most yeah he's dope. fun. He's like yeah, he yeah. had the most fun DJ and I've but, seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah, and he's a well-rounded DJ because yeah. I think it was a 2016 he run the won the uh, Red Bull Freestyle Freestyle. Oh, freestyle. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's dope. He's one of the ones I follow him on Twitch. Mm. He's like you said, he has a lot of fun. I learn a lot from that cat. Uh, DJ East, my goodness, this brother, man, look him up. Oh, oh, you got him? Bob, jeez, my knees. And and he does it with such ease? Yeah. Like, it fits, but my goodness, Mm -hmm. he's out of control. So that's the part of DJing I like. Mm -hmm. Since I'm not into high-level DJing, I can stay a fan of it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? I can really stay a fan of like, oh my God, but yet you can still learn from these cats. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so I'm incorporating bits and pieces. Like I'm still yeah. trying to break into really programming my sampler and how to really utilize it. Right, yeah. Like to a T. Like, right, yeah. like I think I'm gonna get more into just uh having some a lot of open tracks and the open uh some of that open space on especially the non hip hop music. Right. And just programming my drums and getting right. getting in the beats. Yeah, getting in live stuff. Yeah. yeah, man. So I got an Ableton if you want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I got man, I got MPD. I'm I'm good. I oh, you good? The, All right. I got the machine. My boy telling me not my man DJ Brasco, shout out Brasco. He's like, don't you sell that? You just ain't using it right. <laughs> but so, you know, our stuff got all the pads anyway. And you don't need any extras. Yeah, it's, yeah, that that reloop was crazy, man. I just dug into that, and then you know what? One thing about that reloop, it has a lot of hidden functionalities in it mm-hmm. because uh, if you hit, if you go to sampler, right? Mm-hmm. You, have you ever held shift and then hit the sampler twice? Mm-mm. There's a whole nother scratch pad bank underneath there. And not that the uh the uh the scratch bank? That's the, Yo. I could I was trying to program my scratch bank. Cr- crazy. Yeah. So the last um they they took it down though because it was Chris Brown's iffy, right? His mm-hmm. new joint. So of course, you know, I did all the different beats over that acapella and they ended up taking it down. I used that scratch bank pad. Mm. So that makes me say, okay, because I used to always wonder like a lot of times, like, yo, these DJs be getting to these. These sound these fast. I'm like, I'm so, not, they, I know they ain't going through tracks and loading them like I was. So I was doing it like, of course, a lot of them will take the time and they will, before they do it, they'll create that edit. Mm. So that thing is actually one track. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And of course, you throw the hot cue on it mm-hmm. and do your thing. So a lot of times, I like the activity of having to do it because the last thing that someone's going to ever say to me is like, yo, I saw you online. Do that. And I can't do it. Mm. Like, I don't want that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will be able to, you know, do whatever you see outside of a multi-track. Of course, you yeah. can't do a, a multi-track depending on how far it gets. But now with the Serato has the other two hidden decks now. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you can, yeah. you know, do four decks yep. at the same time. So, all right, we were down a rabbit hole, like nah, losing people. All, man, it, whatever, so, we on DJ time. Right, yeah. So, but yeah, man. So, I think, um, you know, being a DJ and then being an on air personality helped me create that hybrid, you know, for now. Yeah. So, what's some of the things you got going right now, um, like your ADL? radio like what's happening with yeah. you right now so a dj's lifestyle um is now it's a umbrellas uh adl media and a dj's lifestyle is just that like we do everything that encompasses being a dj and the culture of dj and people who love djs not you don't have to be a dj to be a part of it like you know what i'm saying those who support us and come out, listen to our mixes, download our stuff, like you're a part of that culture. Like you wear the I Heart DJ shirt. Yeah. So it's for you too. You can come in there and get it. And our first thing was launched in May during the pandemic. I launched the radio station, ADL Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently took the app off because I want to do another app. I didn't like the um, company that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. But you, it's still available on um, like Alexa, open ADL Radio. If you got Sonos, it's there. Uh, if you got the MyTuner app, which is in almost every vehicle, you can just search DJ's Lifestyle and it'll pop up there. Mm. Or you can just go to ADLRadio.com and listen to it yeah. um, on that. Um, but that's the the background of that. But we'll also do um, events, of course. Um, we do doing uh, different things with media. And we're also, the, one of the things, man, that it's, it's going to take a minute, but uh, me and my guy, well, I told him that he's my partner now, Mark Three. 
um, we're going to create a platform that is the most advantageous platform for DJs because through him, so once he came um, and we really started working together, he was like, man, we have a community of people that once we put it together right, now you can get uh, life insurance, mm. you know what I'm saying, medical insurance. You could take part of your funds and invest it in different uh, uh, um, in different companies, yep. different equities and things like that. So Mark III went to his moral lynch guy. Now, my, he doesn't like me to say this, but he's so caked up. Mm. But anyway, so he he went to... Um, you know, his people and said, hey, man, you know, he just got the information like what we need to get insurance, what we need to create, you know, this investment company, you know, and he told him. And so what we're doing is we're putting this thing together mm -hmm. to where DJs can now come over to a DJ's lifestyle and have those abilities. If you are a DJ and that's what you do for a living, you now can have insurance. Right. You can now do investments on you know, different things, be it private, be it through the group. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're also there's no one representing DJs as a whole. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when I look at all the DJs that are performing on these platforms, like me and you on Mixcloud, mm -hmm. I'm on Mixcloud and Twitch, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's no, for to say it this way, there's no agency representing E mm -hmm. and me to say, hey, you just launched X, Y, and Z, or you have a service that is X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. this group of DJs over here has your, your audience. Mm -hmm. yep. So we go and we sell that mm. to them, and then we give the DJ their money. Yep. So now you have a company that's out there representing you mm -hmm. to get paid doing what you're already doing. And this also goes with your live events mm. as well. So if we know like the sneaker con, like you got yep. coming, right? Yep. When we get our stuff together, I'm like, okay, we get the data from you. Mm. What is this about? All right, cool. Let us go do the heavy lifting. Mm. We'll go to you like what this is what the splits look like in X, Y, and Z. But you would be the DJ and you're the promoter, whatever. Yep. So, but we're DJs. So who gets the most of the money? The DJ. Okay. Yep. Because as a company, if we're getting, let's say, seven, eight, ten percent of five hundred DJs, right, making money. Come on, <laughs> so you might as well give the ninety-five percent, mm -hmm. you know, the ninety percent to the DJ. Plus, they still got to perform and they still got to do the work. They still got to put these things on. Mm -hmm. So that's you know a big part, and that's where we took off the coalition part because a coalition is just y'all group of people. Yep. So we you know all invest. And so speaking of that, imagine now. You got a company that can represent a whole coalition. Mm. You talk to the head of that coalition, but what you got to make sure is with that coalition that everybody going to eat. Because yep. we're we have now created a deal for your coalition, not just you. Yep. being the main guy or main girl. Mm. Yeah, that's that's you talking about needed, especially with groups and crews and finding gigs and just being that agent or that broker that's out here making the absolutely, deals and, absolutely. Like people know what's you know, I know what they do. Mm -hmm. I know you need this and you can't find this. I got a group for you. Exactly. And by the yeah. way, y'all, since y'all full time register as a full time, we got you covered. You got some vision, dental, all that. Oh, yeah, it. man. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, man. And um, staying on that business part, like I'm uh, in the midst of writing uh, the business of DJing, you know, so people could come and um, 
purchase this lesson and it's not going to be no, oh, uh, this is $5,000 worth of blah, 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 but I'll give it to you for $799. It's not going to be anything like that, you know what I'm saying? But I'm putting this thing together because one thing, even DJs that are outside of the DJs that got management, you know, the big people, whatever, even some of them don't tell you the truth, but majority of DJs are, you know, regional um, or local, mm-hmm. right? So, but there's still monies that can be made. But a lot of DJs have no idea how to negotiate. They have no idea how to even ask for the ask that they want. Yeah. They don't. They don't know how to um, take the conversation away from the person that's hiring them. Mm-hmm. When I t- when I say that is, when soon as a promoter, or someone hire you, starts griping about their risk. Like, oh man, I gotta pay for this. I gotta pay for this. I gotta. That's not your problem, right? All right. And then there's other ways. Certain gigs make sense to do because you may know, like, man, this is a really good look. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I don't need to be doing it for free. But this would be a really good look. But they lowballing me, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times, you have to turn the light on the person that that person that's lowballing you, and give them the information that they'll never think about. And so now you're bringing them in a suggestive way of thinking like you. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know what, you're right, I get it. And then there's a way to say numbers. Okay, for example, um, let me, let's, let's lose an easy number. So if there's a uh, hundred people in a room, right? Mm-hmm. And Someone says, look, man, only 20% of these people about to die. Right? Mm-hmm. You hear 100 and you only hear only a 20%. But if I said, man, 20 people in this room is about to die. Now that number look different. Right. It sound different. You mean 20 people about to die right now? Mm-hmm. So how you present your numbers, how you go about communicating what you're trying to do with a promoter makes sense. So, and I've talked to a whole lot of DJs, man, be it big, small, otherwise, and um, I'm having this conversation by myself because no one is thinking like this, right. you know. And I've done it. Like I, my first one was rest in peace, Fred the Godson. Mm. He was with. Um, the two twins, uh, Zoe and his brother, um, um, drawing a blank on their label, out of Jersey. And uh, I met them through email, through my man. He's now David Rush. At the time, he was young boss. So they're like, yo, we putting out Fat Boy Fresh. Mm-hmm. If you remember that song, right? He did. And I was like telling him, I'm like, yo, I got to do this concert at the crib. It's sold out. I said, you throw me $1,000, I'll drink my whole booth with his stuff, and I'll play his song, and I'll give him a shout-out, X, Y, Z. I'll do an on-live stay promotion for y'all. Mm. And I said, and I'll give you proof of performance by video. All right? Yep. They kind of looking at me. This is a Nebraska dude, right? Like, what? what, I, what yeah. I negotiated it. Got back home. They sent the $1,000. I'll, oh, I'll try to find a picture and send it to you, too. I think okay. I still have the picture. I think it still may be on my Facebook page. Man. Yeah. And you'll see the whole DJ booth has nothing but Fred the Gossam and posters all over it. Mm. So now then, you know how much I got paid from the promoter at that show? $200. <laughs> I was about to say, too. <laughs> but I understood. See, that's what you got to understand. Some shows, you say, 
what you got. Like you want to negotiate that as high as possible. Mm -hmm. But if you know you're doing other work to get other monies because of the platform, then you go and you make that money. So sometimes you're looking at a promoter like, yeah, thanks for this 200. But because you went out and spent $60,000 for this show, I at least was able to make myself 2,500 yep. off of this show when you're only trying to give me $200. Yeah, I remember there was a famous meme going around. It said, how come at the Halloween party, the first place costume getting 500, but the DJ getting 200? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, twerk contest, $1,000, DJ getting 200. Like, it's crazy. You know, we can just ruin your whole night. Right, yeah. But man, man, it's, I, I appreciate you coming through with this info. Um, We're going to be on the lookout for everything, man. I don't know if y'all know, like, this man means a lot to me. This is my introduction. I appreciate it, brother. He'll tell you anytime, if he got a gig and I'm there and I stay the whole time, I'm still in apprenticeship mode. I'm still, mm -hmm. hey, get these speakers. You loading up. <laughs> I don't give. I don't care if I was to take <laughs> off. If Zoe showed up, he going. I'm still take <laughs> picking them speakers up. It's just yeah. like carrying the crates. Like you got to pay homage to the people that that break you in. Like it's the lineage. It's the tree. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're very, very thorough. Like, yeah, you. I, I sometimes I gotta convince this man. Like I got it. I'm cool, bro. Just go ahead and take off. He's like, yo. So that's this is a good look, man. Yeah, but you do your thing, bro. I, I love the lane you, you carved out for yourself, man. And so then um, it was a shame that like it didn't go that we wanted to go, but the night we did the the, the party, mm. um, the after party from the wedding, oh, and we yeah. was DJing together. Yep. So that was cool, man. And that's when I was like, oh, he done got his juggle up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I, like, I got more scratching. Like I, <laughs> I just be, man, hey, the pandemic was good. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. I had none of the time. I was getting paid to go to work. Right, yeah. To work. Yeah, and man. Beat Junkie was doing a free class on YouTube like every day. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I missed that. What? Yeah, they I missed that. They took them down. They took the videos down. They put them on their channel now. But right. they, they, that's why I, I started getting better. I started just like, let me work on my craft. Yeah. Let me learn yeah. something I don't know. What I what I like, because I know when I go hear you, DJ, I'm going to hear music I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you find this music is beyond me, man. Like Sometimes I don't know. So I... <laughs> I I have I I tell people all the time is sometimes I listen to music I'll check out the music on the side of YouTube and see I'm like oh what's this they putting out let me see what right. this is sometimes I buy something like on Amazon I'll just they have suggestions down if I don't know who they are if I if it looks like it could be fire I don't know right. what it is if it grabs me hey make sure y'all get good cover art and got to right it. right right it makes it goes a long way yeah it's branding. And I, I would go check it out. Sometimes I'm on like Bandcamp and I would just be scrolling. And if it catches me, I found joints on right. just crazy joints. Yeah. And then I know artists. And one trick I always do, artists know other artists. So when you list, I still listen to albums. Right. So when yeah, you're looking on an album, if they got a feature yes, and you don't know them, go look them up. Yes, sir. So don't let this be, oh, that song was dope. And you right. like, but that's how I find these people. Concerts too. I'm there for the openers. Cause I know typically if there's a big, a big person, they're mm -hmm. not gonna bring trash. Right. Yeah. So the opener is always gonna be somebody dope, especially when that opener is traveling with right. them. You know what? Shame on me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not scared to put myself on blast. So I had Isaiah Rashad's music. Never listened to it. Never listened to it. Right. <laughs> Just I mean, it was there? I was like, I get to it. I get to it. You had Sylvia's demo so, back then. So no, I didn't have oh, that. Man. Talking about right now, All I right. got the last couple of albums, right? So, uh, 
um, he his headlining at a theater just a couple of months ago in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So we go because my man knows the people who runs the spot. And I'm looking at the name, like, why does this name look so familiar to me, right? <laughs> he had his guys open it up, who was cool, whatever, because this is all TDE. Yeah. And um, Top Dog was there, too. Top was fact. there? Yeah, he was there. That's crazy. Because what is it? He's a huge he's a huge uh, Lakers fan. They was playing the Spurs. So oh, they, just, okay. they said, let's pick up a check while we're out here. Right. So right. just look at it that way. I think that's what it was. I don't yeah. know. I'm just speculating. <laughs> but anyway, so I watch him perform, mm. and I'm like, yeah, you need to be shot in the face, bro. Like, <laughs> You've got this dude's music, and you ain't never opened it up like. That's crazy. So once I like, I'm saying though, but yeah, I ain't got no excuse. But but I was just you know I was messing up. But now, you know, uh, I definitely rock with him, rock with his music even more so. Um, but and which is you would think I would because I like D Smoke. Mm. Anything D Smoke put out, I'm on it. Mm. So you would think I would. So you would think that I would be on it like. Yeah, I wasn't man. No, I don't know. I don't know why I was sleeping on that dude. Man, it's. I think we, you get so much though. Oh my DJ, god! Like, forget about it. Like I, I tell, I really think about even old school how difficult it was to go crates mm-hmm. and find it. The purpose was to find <laughs> something that the other guy didn't have that was going to rock it. And I still take that same spirit just digitally, and right. I, I listen through tracks. I find just cuts. Man, it's just like I, I have to. It just takes time to listen through everything. But it's like stuff I still ain't got to. Right. So when you say like top, one of my favorite DJs, I subscribed to DJ Rob De Niro does dope remixes, mm-hmm. right? DJ Andre. Then I got Vertical. Then I got Pool. Uh, then I go uh, uh, Justice Demore. Then I got Promo Hustle. Then I got Sony. Then there's Universal. Then there's Money Mails. Then there's Columbia. Like, so this is just me scrolling your email. right now from... 10 o'clock this morning, just the very first few. Mm. So now you throw in all the independent. Mm-hmm. Now you throw in the independent promoters who are just inundating your inbox with music. So that's why a lot of times it's hard to cut through and find that gym. Mm-hmm. But what helps, let me say this to, this, to, the, to the artists out there. He just said it earlier. If it looks like something... A DJ is going to be more ample to look at it, right? Now, your subject matter, that's what we see first is that mm-hmm. that, that black bold letter, what is the subject? Mm-hmm. That subject matter needs to draw us in. You know, and the words hot and fire ain't the ones that always do it. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to be something on there that, that draws in because you, you're competing with, you know, Sony, you're competing with Columbia, you're competing with Vertical, you're competing with a lot of these, you know, record pools mm-hmm. that are getting paid promote certain to promote people. to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, that's it, man. I just feel like, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a wild game. I don't, I still don't know how I do it. I just do. Oh yeah, you be fine. I, I just some hate. I'm gonna give you like, one right now that just came out. I'm gonna give you okay. one uh, on Saba out of Chicago. Okay. He got a song. Saba might be the only person in the world that got Lil Durk and Black Thought on the same album. That's that's amazing. So, because he's from Chicago and Lil right. Durk still mess with him. But he got a song with Lil Durk. Mm-hmm. And that is one of those hard, uh, not drill, but like hard-hitting trap-like mm-hmm. beats. And it, it's, it's a throwback to the old 3-6. Uh, oh, really? Like his, okay. His whole album sounds like he was getting the feel of music as he 
grew into himself. Okay. And dealt with stuff, but that's like a three six O, and you mm-hmm. like. How you spell the Saba? S A B A. Oh, it's just like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's a song called Survivor's Guilt. So Survivor's you get that, Guilt. and right. you're like, start right. mixing some stuff with that one. All right, that's what's happening, man. I ain't gonna give y'all no other. I got some cold mixes. That's just songs that just hard. Right. But I, I'm gonna keep them. One day I'll give y'all some secrets. Man, see, what you need to do is go to the website, right? FTP that mug. Mm-hmm. Hey, we can either either buy it a la carte for a couple dollar or two, mm-hmm. or give a subscription base because that's what's happening over here. ADL, there'll be a subscription base because my um I got terabytes of music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so. You know, it takes a while to get it all, you know, together. But eventually, I'm going to put that up. Um, and you'll just be able to come through and just cipher through what you want. You can either, like, you know, do a subscription or you're going to be able to just buy, a la, you know, mm. download it a la carte. I can't say buy it because you can't sell other people's music. Yeah. But we're providing uh, promotional services. Mm. So, um, um, but yeah, you have access to it. That's the word I need to say. Yeah, access. You have access. Access that's downloadable. Yes. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that, man? Not to tangent, is like you see, like, if you jump on Instagram or Facebook, they shut you down, right? Like, ah, it's copyright music. You got a copyright, copyright, copyright. Mm-hmm. Didn't I just show you the labels sent it to me themselves? Right. So what do these labels expect us to do with the music that they send us? As a DJ, they want us to play it. Yeah. We are now in a hybrid world mm-hmm. of online. In real life. Yep. And a lot of times, it's going to get heard even more online. Yep. So if you keep having these copyright infringements on it, what your, the music of the artist you want ain't going to get out. Well, this that's a fight behind closed doors between the labels and the mm-hmm. owners of these uh, social media companies. They're trying mm-hmm. to figure out the money. That's right. why I, the labels themselves probably aren't copywriting the the uh again there's only a few really true 100% legal playing online services yeah there's only a couple yeah all the way 100% legal um so when you have like the grams and the twitters they outside of a few people they let slide slide through they are like we don't want any backlash because we still trying to figure out the money on the back end how Mm -hmm. how we gonna get paid how we gonna monetize this and because the labels there's no way a label is gonna say don't play my song. There's it makes no sense because if I, I play your song and you either Shazam it or you go you looking at it, you're gonna get you're gonna yours. go play and now right. for to get more money. So right, the yeah. labels have to want it to spend. So that's a whole nother fight right, that yeah. most people just don't understand. Like, why don't you put your like it's gonna get taken down? Ain't no point in doing it. Right, that. yeah. Yeah. Go to Mixcloud. Yeah, Mixcloud got it right now. Yeah, go to Mixcloud. And if you want live, I'd say go to Twitter live. Yep. People want there's a lot of DJs on there. You you can like you can really get into a rabbit hole on Twitch um with the DJs that are popping off out there, man. So um yo follow who you want, man. So Yes sir. So where can they find you at Soul? Uh DJ Mr. Soul.com. That's DJ M I S T A S O U L L dot com. And you can also um go to a DJ's lifestyle dot com. Um, that's when we got uh, merch and the radio station and other things that are coming up. It's simplified and clean right now, man, because we, we're doing a lot of work um, um, behind the scenes and getting things together. Shout out to my man, DJ Mark III. So DJ Mark, I call him DJ Mark III, but he's like an evil genius, right? Mm-hmm. Like this dude is just like, his brain is like works on a whole nother level. And um, uh, so what happens between him and I is, I'm like, uh, let's for example, like, I'm like, yo, 
We got these brown crates, man. They hold records. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Marcos is like, how much does it weigh? How much does the material cost to make? How many can you get in there? Okay, cool. This is how we can multiply that. Matter of fact, that got three slats on it. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to talk to Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make sure Mike's Hard Lemonade is on the side of your crate. Like he, that's him. Like he's crazy with it. Like, so for my brother to be that, like we like a good yin and a yang, yeah. you know, with each other. Um, So, and he's really put just straight up a, a lot of faith in me as just a you know a talent just like I put a lot of faith in him faith in him mm-hmm. as like all right man I'm gonna give you car block to run the run the business you know but I still be trying to get him on the turntable but he be coming over my crib and getting on though so but yeah. but yeah man we got a lot of dope stuff happening. Yes sir and you can find him uh Mr. Soul on all your socials. Yeah 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 M I S T A S O U L L or put a DJ in it. Um DJ Mr. Soul um on that man, I want to give a shout out to you, bro, and the squad. Um, shout out to No Good, of course. Blessings go to him, man. The two young kings. I can't remember. I know we got young Andre three thousand right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, and we got my man. What's your, what's your boy? That's uh uh, what's his name? Um, what's the lead singer from Rest of Development? Oh, oh man, I know you're talking. About. Oh, I don't forget his name. That. Wise or intelligent or I think something. So. Like, it's something like that. Some some adjective of his name. No, shout out to them two young kings, man. Over there, has somebody told you that before, bro? Oh yeah, all the time. You know it. You look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I got bars. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, just call me Andre fifteen hundred. Right, you know what I'm saying. Just Double up, baby. Run with it, man. Yeah. So man, shout out to you and the platform, man. One thing about you, bro, like. Like you talk in such a calm way that people don't understand it. It's it's a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier, like you was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this podcast. I'm gonna get this thing going, and people were like, yeah, right. and then boom, mm-hmm. there it is. You be like, hey, yo, bro, I want to learn how to DJ. I'm like, yeah, right. boom, mm-hmm. there it is. So when you're a person that's very intentful of what you're going to do, is intentful a word? It's a word today. Today, okay. So um, that that goes a long way. So you're a type of person that's, you know, when it comes when you say something to somebody and that is your character, mm-hmm. then people know it's going to be 100. So when I talk to you and we speak back and forth or whatever, to have someone like you just know that I oh man if I pass this off to E, it's a rap. It's going to get done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you know I got brothers that I love. It ain't, ain't gonna get done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know. <laughs> Shout out, real man. <laughs> Yo, real. There's, 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 there's. Real's my little bro. For y'all don't know, like he's rebel. Me and him got the same tattoo on the arm. Left you like that's my brother. When I say when they there's the definition of a person who uh, walks to their own beat or whatever that saying is. That's DJ Real, bro. Man, like, he don't care. Who, what, when, where, why? He's gonna do it his way. Mm-hmm. Say it his way, and it don't, he don't care about what nobody else got to say about it. Now then, getting him to do something—that's a whole nother. Right. That's a whole. You may wait for a minute. Right. <laughs> that's that's the DJ World's Lauren Hill right there. Ah, oh my God, boy. <laughs> easy, easy, <laughs> easy. Come on, it show up. It show up. It show up. Get it done. High skill, man. Real boy. That's has fun on them tables, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Got there for days. Yeah, yeah, man. We appreciate you coming through. 
For sure. Man, you know, this is home for you, so. Yeah, man. Come back. Like I said, I got a, you know, single I want to oh, yeah, bring let, to y'all, man. Let's get that. Some nice little, some nice little love music. Another one with uh, David Rush? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have that one yep. that we remixed, but then um, I have Ebony Eyes, mm-hmm. David Rush, and our guy, my brother T-Rong on the joint. Mm. Um, and then I'm looking for artists for this beat. It's an up-tempo beat. kind of has the uh, New Orleans bounce in it. Mm-hmm. But shout out to the producer, Lou Kane. He, yo, producers are crazy. Mm. He, I, I walk in the studio, he's playing the beat. He's ready to delete this beat. <laughs> I'm ready to put this dude in the headlock, right? Yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? Don't, don't, don't do that. So I, you know, I was like, man, please just don't delete it. Like, whatever. So I contact his. It's funny, like I'm standing there right here, right, mm-hmm. right here with him, but I had to contact his manager. <laughs> That's the business, right? Right. That's the business. So I contact his manager. End up, you know, paying some bread for that beat, mm-hmm. but I haven't found the artist to go on it. And what's so dope about it, I know I'm, a, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna pay out the anus for it because he sampled um, Key Sweat oh. in the hook. So that may not never come out, right? <laughs> or I can have somebody re-sing it, yeah. Or I can just, you know, what they say, hey man, they come at me, they come at me. That means I made it. <laughs> they come at me, they made but it. I need, I need artists on that, man. Well, send it my way. Let me listen to it, and I can shoot some, some messages out. I can All see right. what what I hear from it, and we'll see how it go. All right, man. It's, it's Do you rap me? Mm-mm. Man, you probably be crazy on. Oh, man, we had our day when we was uh, we was just in here in the room for the first time, seeing how we was gonna set up. Right. And they got the beat pads out. They, everybody's a producer. Johnny's right. an actual rapper, and I'm a DJ, so we just right. got to yeah. ciphering. And yeah, I gave him some bars. Yeah, baby, man, man, come on, man. <laughs> man, you got that Barn crazy out. vocabulary, man. Barn What's funny is like there's this E, and then the E got me in the tie. Talk to me when you got your tie on. Oh, uh, <laughs> talk about the same. I'll be using some words. If you look at our five, like I'll be I'll be pulling the vocabulary out. <laughs> Some dubious yo, shit. Yo, yo, T.I. Hey, but I, I ain't that far off. He be, yo, try, he be trying my shit natural. <laughs> you he think he be you trying? Try. You don't think that's him naturally? It was, he he acquired that vocabulary later in life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I'm glad he's using it. And don't get me, I love words. Like, I'm glad when people can use words. Right. And I wish more people use their words. Right, yeah. Instead of saying, like, um, table, because uh, uh, yeah, it is, it's lit. Yeah. I remember, I, I, uh, you know, Man, I don't want him to see this because I do want to do another one with him. But I remember I hung up on Lil Wayne because I don't know if this is when he was like fully on the yeah the pills yeah because he called into my show and I'm trying to talk to this dude like you know I don't just do regular. You got your publicist questions. Mm-hmm. Where's the album? And then I want to get into some other stuff. yo. I'm I'm putting him on your level. Saying. <laughs> so I go back, you know, I'm, you know me, I do my interviews, I'm like, ah. So I'm like, yo, bro. Yeah, I'll just like <laughs> click. <laughs> click. I just couldn't take it no more, man. It was the worst, man. Cause we couldn't even get a language. Shouts out to Lil Wayne. Much respect, but that interview you did with me, man, was not a good look. And you know, he respect he's done thousands of interviews. Right. He probably was like, bro, I don't even remember you anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that one, one of my best interviews was Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. I got in trouble at the radio station interviewing Russell Simmons because I had him on for like 25 minutes straight. 
Now we're talking about the 1069 right now, like right, like 60 seconds, 30 seconds, out, back to the music, back to the commercials, right? So imagine me taking the radio station hostage for 20 minutes. But I know we don't get that. Right. This city is not gonna the culture, our city is not gonna get Russell Simmons like that. Not at all. Right, yeah. So I did the same thing when I interviewed 50 Cent. Mm -hmm. He's you know, 50 Cent, he talked better than some people's albums. Man. Like that dude is just a great listen. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was great. One of the Good interviews when I met him was Rick Ross was a very genuine like some people just got that good energy. Yeah, it was Rick Ross, but I interviewed him before he came into town, mm -hmm. and then he was doing the show here and he was doing one in Des Moines. Mm. So the promoter in Des Moines was in the studio. So after we done with the interview, I was like, "Yo, you guys here? You want to get them drops and blah blah blah?" Because they're buying ads on our station. Okay, so. <laughs> Yo, my man Rick Ross, he does intro like, "Yeah, catch me in Des Moines, yes." Yo, we crying like, what? What the heck is a Des Moines yes? <laughs> so I gotta stop him like, yo, it's called Des Moines. Oh go, oh go go get young blood. Go ahead, young blood, man. My bad. Let me run it back, run it back, run it back. Like, yeah, man, that's some pretty doing radio though. I don't like the format as far as what it did, you know, for me as a DJ and being an on-air personality, man. I was able to, you know, do a lot of dope. A lot of dope interviews, bro. Yeah. And just that practice, that run, like yeah, being like, able to speak and know how to line up questions and to oh, yeah, actively yeah. listen and to reply correctly and to not yeah. get a nigga tied up in something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When not the, a DJ Vlad and a nigga. Oh, no. Heck no. <laughs> so when the game first dropped, when he was with this, I did it. He was on the set of MTV. Mm. And they told us when to call. So we call. And they got it confused that he's going to be on MTV and do this call at the same time. Mm. So you can hear him in the background like, who is that? He's like, it's a, a station from Nebraska. He's like, oh yeah, because his dad was in jail at the time mm. in Lincoln. So he put MTV on hold to do the interview with me because we was in the state where his dad was in jail. So he can listen. Great interview. And then afterwards, I was like, bro, I'm doing this mixtape, man. Why don't you give me like eight drops? Pow. Gave me eight drops and hosted the, you know, was the mixtape yeah. along with me yeah. doing that. And then a month later, I get the mixtape done and they're doing, it's 50 Cent and all them on that tour in Kansas City. I find out where Florida at. Bah! I flood the floor with the mixtapes, right? Yeah. I'm about to leave, walking from the end of the hallway. Boom. I see 50 Cent and his people coming. Mm. And you know, they have the little, little tables with the lamps on the outside of the elevator. Yeah. 50 Cent looks at it now. You remember, they're not... They, they, this is their time, but they, this is then they, yo, he just takes that, whoo, smashes us up against the wall because his game's face is in the front on there, then it's 50 Cent, and then it was Eminem right here. But I mean, game was hosting it, like, right what I'm supposed to do. So that was a fun, but you think I said, yo, nah, I just let that, yeah, I just let that ride. Like, I hey. wonder what dumb DJ made that. Like, so, oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, man. So, yo, yeah, I had some crazy, some crazy, crazy stuff, man, man. DJ and this stuff, man. Shout out to all the promoters that ever booked me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't name them all, then I get in trouble. Nah, yeah, just y'all, y'all did that. Yeah, man. Good look, good look. I did some dope shows, man. Yeah. So yeah, we trying. Soul still working. Ain't no getting old, my man. <laughs> I think well, you vegan or vegetarian? Vegetarian, just vegetarian, vegetarian, working out. You gotta, yeah. hey man, if you see a DJ with turntables, that means you in shape. Cause you just, you gotta, I'm telling y'all, people be looking like you got, you go back. I, right now I got a mixer case and then Not I got yet. my turntable case. Then I got a backpack and I might have two of them mm -hmm. if I can't, if I gotta bring some extra wires. Right. And I'm like, 
Like, you carrying that? I'm like, I'm good. And they was like, you need a cart. I'm like, well, give me a cart. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a little money. cart. <laughs> a lot of times that cart can't go nowhere. You got to pick them turntables. Yeah. I think the turntables, now the turntables is a wow factor. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like, oh, you got, you're a real DJ. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so, but yeah, man. So, yeah, that's it. But I'm on the I'm on the rain 12s now. Like, I couldn't believe that they gave me the feel that I wanted. Um, with turntables, like yeah, I still got the techniques. They both set up side by side because it's just like at my, just like mm-hmm. mine's set up like like at the, pick a room. Mm-hmm. This is what you're good for today. Yep. Whole studio in there, like yeah, it was real cool. That's what's up. But man, we could be here all night. Yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, there's a whole lot of stories yeah. over here, bro. Yeah, crazy we, stories. We'll say that for part two and, and part <laughs> three after we uh. Well, you can, get part, this deal. part two could be like how many times I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> just had to, this is the planet show number uh, one point eight when we uh, when this food walked in. Oh man, I'm telling you, bro. Like God, 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 God got me, man. Hey man, hey Nebraska is a known club killer, boy. We man, I, I, yeah, bro. I'm trying to tell you, man. I, I I've been in some things. Me and my guys have been in some things, man. Like straight up, bro. Yeah, man. Like, we're going to say that one because I'm telling you, people just don't. This ain't belly, but don't get it twisted around Oh, here. man. Don't get it twisted. You know, it's a whole joke. People yeah. like, why black people ain't scared of uh, serial killers? He's like, we party with them every weekend. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We do our thing, man. But it's like, yeah, I've been in some very, very, you know, tough situations um, just being in the environment. Um, but, you know, I'm still here. And um, one thing about it, like, you got to. If you really DJ, especially if you a black DJ in a, in in the hood, if you know, I hate to say that, but you know what I'm saying, just to you know make the picture clear is, if if you really just stay in your lane as a DJ, you're not gonna have any problems. Mm-hmm. A lot of DJs want to touch the streets and mm-hmm. try to DJ like, bro, bro, wait a minute, bro, you're you're on the flyer, yeah. like you're in the main vote. Like if you in the streets messing around. They gonna come you, see you. They, they know exactly come, where you at. What come time? Come on, you? man! Like it's crazy. And they gonna pay to do it. Man, come on, man! You gotta, you know, and you just gotta, you know, keep yourself extremely thorough, man. And um, I may not agree with what the streets do, um, but um, I don't agree, and I may not. I don't agree what they do, but I, who am I to judge and like uh, wag my finger at them because of what they do? But I always respect them. They always respect me, mm-hmm. and um. Like, unfortunately, though, you you become a barber sometimes mm. because I've been told some things. Yeah, you shouldn't have known. I, I'm trying to tell him to shut up. Like, no, don't. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not. Know who you talking about? He might act. Don't tell me. Don't. <laughs> Just, no, I don't even want to know. I'm a mob yeah. wife right now. I don't know what my. And it was always like, so, man, you thorough, man. We already know you thorough, man. You. I'm like, I'm not trying to be thorough like that. I don't want that because believe me, if they knock on my door. I'm a civilian, I'm telling you. Oh, man, God dang. Well, first, I'm going to go with that. I have no idea yeah, what you're talking yeah. about, right? But if they somehow can put me in a situation, oh, yeah. Let me holler at y'all right quick. Like, <laughs> hey, man, what what do you want me to explain to them? What gets, <laughs> I'm going to help you out, but I'm going to just let you know I'm jammed. Right, yeah. But nah, man, it's all good, man. I love it. Yes, sir. Wouldn't change it. So okay, this is the third time we saying goodbye, right? Yeah. So hey, follow the streets in our podcast. Y'all know where to find us: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, also podcast. We on everything, uh, pretty much except for Apple right now. We gonna get that one straight too. But Spotify, uh, Google, uh, 
Facebook got podcasts. We on um, Audible. We kind of all over the place, man. So uh, and also on YouTube. Check our YouTube channel out. We still on the road to a hundred. We need those hundred subscribers on YouTube so we can actually change our URL to say Streets and R. So right now it's just a bunch of letters and numbers. <laughs> and also we still ain't got this P on our sign for hip hop. It's a hip hocks. What's up with that? We ain't got a P, so we need some money for the P. We need them subscribers. Like, are you being real serious? We need a P. <laughs> Bro, like, are you serious? We can get a P. But oh, we ain't got oh, my God. Yo. <laughs> I subscribe. They gonna, our fans are going to get us a P. That's going to be their thing. Hip or hoax. Yeah, man, but it still look cool. That's a cool way to spell hip hop, like, because we ain't got another P. I wow. guess they put if we they all everybody's talking about pushing take this right now. Make it hip hop, make it the oddcast. Nah, <laughs> the, the subscribers, the fans got us, man. I got faith right. in my subscribers. So once you get a hundred, you get the P. We gonna get the P. Oh, okay, so okay. they gotta get us the P. Pushing P. Oh man, I just got us flagged. Just <laughs> like that, man. Shout out Larry June for even bringing P into the mainstream because people don't understand that's bait. They ain't ready. Shout out Larry June for that one. He been doing that for years, talking about a, on a P. But yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> we going to leave that one there. But yeah, we getting up out of here. Y'all know where to hit us up. Um, young God, Mr. International, and appreciate you so, man. We yeah, out of here. Sure. Hold on. Which one's Young God? Which one's International? Hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. You're International, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We out, though. Peace. It fits. <laughs> the beats, the beats, the flow, the flow, the rhythm, the rhythm, the rhythm. All movement starts from the streets, streets, streets saying our podcast.